Looking for a one-stop shop for all your audio and video needs? Then look no further than Always Press Record Productions. With over 100 hours of original content produced, Always Press Record Productions has an experienced staff on hand ready to assist you with all your YouTube, podcast, and music video needs. Check them out at alwayspressrecord.com. Once again, that's alwayspressrecord.com. And remember, they press record and you become the star. Welcome to the Mangrove Community. Strengthening the community one branch at a time. For more information about the community or how to volunteer, please visit mangrovecommunity.org. The Mangrove Community presents the Reasonable Doubt Podcast Series. How everybody doing? Welcome back to another episode of Reasonable Doubt Podcast. I'm Carl Ward, your host. We have a special guest here, Robin Anderson. <clears throat> How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How about Feeling you? Good? Good? I'm feeling good. Blessed, all right, man. All right, all right. Can't complain at all. So, uh, let's let people know who you are. Robert, Robin Anderson, the man. Who are you? Where you from? Mm-hmm. Where'd you go to school? Mm-hmm. You know, your career path, mm-hmm. college path. Let us know a little bit about yourself. Okay. Hey, I'm Robin J. Anderson. I was uh, born in Houston, Texas, raised in Houston, Texas. Uh, grew up on kind of like the little small, it's an apartment complex outside of his home called, it's called Copper Tree now. Okay. But it's, it's hunting forest back then, back in the late, late 80s or whatnot. I grew up there, and my mom moved us out of there, out of, and then moved us into Hidden Valley, which is across the street. Mm-hmm. Grew up there, graduated from Aldine High School, attended Prairie A&M, majored in political science, uh, Left Prairie View. My mom took ill. She had uh, diagnosed with breast cancer. Okay. So I took uh, still taking care of her. Had a family. Uh, got into retail. You know, worked in Greens Point uh, pretty much for a while. Okay. Um, got out of that. Uh, worked at Oric Vacuums for a while, and then from there uh, started my own business with okay. a friend of mine. Uh, it's called Square Biz Greek Shop. We you know we sold like Greek paraphernalia and things like that. Okay. So, but for like the fraternities or mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. yeah, did that. Uh, it's still open. It's still uh, now. Um, it's still open, um, and that's pretty much where I'm at now. Okay, <laughs> you know where you're located. Where the shop located? It's in Acres Home. Okay, on, on West Montgomery, A three hundred one West Montgomery. So anybody need the Greek fraternity? Go holler. Yeah, go holler. Square Biz. Go in there. Tell them yeah. Rob sent you. Gotcha. And they Square Biz. Huh? <laughs> square Biz. Uh-huh. All right. Well, cool, cool. What about uh, so you went to Prairie View? Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you you came home early mm-hmm. because your mom. Mm-hmm. That's funny. I have that, I can relate to that a lot. I had the same story with LSU. Mm-hmm. My mom she took sick. She had a um, a bone disease where her bones and joints were deteriorating. Mm-hmm. She had to get a hip replacement. I think at forty two or forty three. Wow. Yeah. So I had to come back home to take care of her. So believe me, I I, I went that same path. And like you say, when I came home, life happened. Started mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. You know, next thing I know, I'm married with children. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, same yeah thing. I, I understand. <laughs> so, but it sounds like you you've had a heart for politics as what? When, when did you start with that? Because you went to college for it, you majored in it. Mm-hmm. So, when did mm-hmm. when did that passion? When did your your mind get set on politics? I had a a college professor by the name of Dr. Amari Obadelli, God rest his soul, and uh, he was a former Black Panther, mm-hmm. and he taught political science, and so uh, he opened my mind up to another another paradigm of what politics was or what it is. And so he challenged me. He said, well, you know, Robin, when you get your degree, what are you going to do with it? You know, he said, I challenge you. When you, get to, when you get this degree, make sure you go back to your community 
and bring your people together, mm-hmm. and and that's and that's what happened. He, he he gave me that charge, and so I'm still gotcha. on that challenge. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So what what does politics mean to you? To me, uh, I, I'm a I'm a an avid reader, and I've done the etymology of the word politics. Mm-hmm. Poly P O L I means many. Mm-hmm. Ticks T I C S is blood sucking parasite. So to me, that's what politics is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people so, won't agree, but it, yeah. it sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it is. You know what I mean? And so, um, and when you when you add the ishing on the end of a politician, like mm-hmm. a beautician, it's like it's an art of blood politics. sucking politics. There you go. Cool. Well, that's good to know. Very informative. Uh, I guess let's take it back a little bit. You say you grew up in Acres Home area. Mm-hmm. What what type of issues did you notice as a child coming up, or did you notice any? Was your was your eyes open to any issues? Very very much so, very much so. Like so, I grew up in a single parent household, mm-hmm. and I noticed a lot of my friends grew up the same way, and so I knew that you know, the main thing was like we didn't own a home. A lot of my friends didn't own homes, right. and so I was like, well, no, okay, but I was just still being a kid, you right. know, and so I noticed that there was a lot of. Um, there was a lot of negativity around because of our living conditions, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I've seen some, I've seen some things, man, right. you know. And Acres Home, I say, it, it's, I, I saw it on its, on its upswing and downswing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I, I've heard stories with some of my mentors saying that how Acres Home, you know, back in like the late 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, you didn't have to leave Acres Home for anything. Right. Everything was right there in the middle of the community. Right. And so it's not like that anymore. Right. Yeah, because I believe when I was doing my research on it, Acres Home was actually one of the largest black communities, black communities. in the country Correct. at one time. Mm-hmm. It was. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so what did you see, what do you think the the change happened with businesses leaving the community and everything being uh, at your fingertips? Right, right. When did I, that change come? I think what happened, uh, integration. Integration. Integration hit, and uh, a lot of our, our monies was taken out of the community and put into other affluent areas, mm-hmm. you know, and so... With that happening, that's what that was the decline. That and then when, when crack hit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that messed up a lot of communities, mm-hmm. a lot of families, left a lot of single families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're still suffering from that. Still today. suffering from it. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> what made you want to run for district B? Um, my goal to run for district B was to really to b- build more unity back in our community. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that. This seat can be used to be to 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 have more advocacy mm-hmm. that we don't have that you right. know to my knowledge I right. haven't seen it you know it's more so like uh, I've seen a lot of and I don't want to put anybody out there like that because I'm like I can say but to me advocacy can be can we can utilize this seat to bring more unity to our community right. you know and so um, that's that's my platform I'm building unity through the community through mm-hmm. the community and that's that's great because you know something as as I do work in the community with people and. You meet people and you think things go a certain way mm-hmm. or, or people's mindsets are a certain way. You learn that a lot of people have self-serving agendas. Yes. Um, you learn that a lot of the issues in the community or the resources that are available, they get choked up mm-hmm. in the political seats that are there, in the organizations that they distribute the funds mm-hmm. to and things like that. How mm-hmm. How can a person like yourself circumvent those issues to make sure that Everything that's available to you as a as a district B city councilman mm-hmm. gets out to the community. Well, I'm already doing it to be honest with you. So uh, right now, I work with about three or four different uh, nonprofit organizations. Mm-hmm. 
I volunteer there. Okay. So one is called the Roy L. Jackson Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this young lady, Gwen Jackson, she, uh, her dad passed from lung cancer. And so she's continuing his legacy by helping out the community with people who are suffering from lung cancer. Mm-hmm. And she's also kind of detour a little bit and, and she's doing a backpack drive actually. So she, she's helping out doing things like you know, passing out you know, food to the people who need and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, another brother, his name, uh, his name was Tony Gary. He has a thing called um, for a foundation called Incarcerated Alliance, where he's dealing with uh, youth that parents were incarcerated. Okay. So he helped them out as well, being a mentor to them. Uh, so I work with a few of them, you know. Okay. And so to me, that's what we need. We need more nonprofit organizations in our community that can help build this bills back up again. Yeah. So what you're saying, you're already out in the community. You're already working in the community. That's already where your heart is. So you're just trying to elevate yourself to a position where you can bring more, more resources to more people. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. How do you? How are you going to handle um, traveling district B, B with it being so spread out? Mm-hmm. Because you have the northeast side of the city, mm-hmm. Bordersville, which is up by the airport. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have Greens Point, mm-hmm. portions of Acres Home. Right. How do you Pitwood, hit all those spots and advocate and, and communicate to all those different communities? Um, that's where the unity part comes in at. Mm-hmm. So my goal, my desire is to get with the civic clubs, you know, hopefully they're still functioning and get with them. Cause they, I think every, every community has to have an agenda. Mm-hmm. You know, I can get in there and have all kind of plans, right. but if it's not conducive to the, to the, the agenda, it doesn't make any sense. Right. You know what I mean? So just keep working with the civic clubs, get on the ground. That's what I'm doing now. We're knocking on doors, getting a consensus of what's all happening, what, what you need, what's, what's wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how you, that's how we find out. And what have you been able to determine so far with all the information you've gathered? A lot of it, like I say, it's like in, uh, I've been in Acres Home, that's where I started at. Acres Home, you have a, a lot of illegal dumping issues, mm-hmm. of course, economic development issues. Mm-hmm. So, and that's pretty much around the whole District B area, right. you right. know, so it's, it's been, been pretty consistent. Okay, so with the problems, what, do you have any resolutions in, in mind as far as how to prevent illegal dumping? How do we bring economic development to these areas mm-hmm. that you're serving? Um, in my opinion, the first thing we have to do is we have to get some home ownership, more home ownership. Okay. Um, right now we have more single single moms running mm-hmm. households, so we we get them to be more uh, connected to the community by being a homeowner, mm-hmm. affordable homes. Then we can we have we, we can put together a platform to show them, hey, this is what you do in order to be a a, a productive citizen. Mm-hmm. You know, get involved in your civic club meetings. Go and, and figure out what's going on, you know, and then we can start showing them how to even just small building gardens, mm-hmm. you know, in their backyard, you know, right. because since the, the, the woman is running the household, the woman is going to raise the kids, mm-hmm. young men. So we had to show them, hey, look, this is what you do in order to be a productive citizen, you right. know. So when home ownership comes, then that's when you, you get the, the, the local businesses or like the HEBs and whoever, they say, okay, you know what? They have an influx of, of 100 homeowners here. Mm-hmm. They're productive, so we know what uh, the numbers are show that we can put an ATB in this community. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can have more better, uh, better fu- food to eat and things like that. So, one hand washes the other in a sense. Right, right. So, yeah. most of home ownership. So, home ownership. Now, I, I hear you saying bringing the ATB in. What are your ideas on trying to educate our people and also empower them to put our own grocery stores in these communities mm-hmm. instead of reaching out to those big corporations who? Who have to look at numbers and things like that, not mm-hmm. not necessarily just the need because mm-hmm. it's out there. Because what I think Acres Home has a few spots um, as far as grocery, grocery stores. stores. Right. Yeah. But I, I know think Greens Point is a, a food desert. Right. Northeast side is basically a food desert mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. That that's mm-hmm. a good question, Mr. Ward. It's like the the hard part is 
finding investors. Mm -hmm. And with some of these areas being, quote unquote, poverty at poverty level, it's like how much money do we, how, I mean, who, who are we going to come together and put this, our money together to put a, a grocery store in our community? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so that, that's, it's going to be tough, man, yeah. you know. I guess, and part of it is educating the younger generation because mm -hmm. we have a lot of people out here who, especially in these communities, who they may make money, have money, but not necessarily know what to do with it. I agree. And maybe we can grab their intention as investors mm -hmm. and then piggybacking off of what you said about community gardens or even teaching our people how to garden in their own backyard. Yes. Is it possible to even set up a program where these are the people who are pro providing the produce for a grocery store that alleviate that cost for us? And then making partnerships with, with, you know, different farms or agriculture as far as getting the meat in and mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, for everything else, we would have to outsource to different vendors mm -hmm. and, and, you know, get on board with them. That's the plan. I say things about relationships, man. You know, so like I say, one, but once we build it, they'll mm -hmm. come because right. they'll show, hey, look, we have we have the capability to sustain ourselves. Mm -hmm. We just need a little help. Gotcha. You know, so, yeah. Gotcha. And then with home, home ownership, because I've, I've been fortunate enough, well, my organization has been fortunate enough to be selected as a fair housing ambassador for mm -hmm. the city of Houston. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing right now, they're collecting surveys until the end of September. They're collecting surveys from the community. They mm -hmm. want to know what faces do you, what, what problems do you face with buying a home mm -hmm. as far as maybe financially, economically. Um, we know it's a lot of discrimination. We sat and we, we, we reviewed mm -hmm. several charts and mm -hmm. maps of the city and mm -hmm. how it's set up. And it's definitely just off the statistics, you can see where there is discrimination in home ownership and mm -hmm. selling homes and renting. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, I guess I'm asking you as well, are you willing to help out with that initiative? Most if definitely. we can get those surveys out there to the people to find out what's really going on, mm -hmm. there's Most actually definitely. funding that's becoming available. That's why we're, that's why they want these surveys in, mm -hmm. so they can get the funding mm -hmm. to alloc and implement plans, action plans to speak to those different issues mm -hmm. that they find within the surveys. Most definitely. I'm gonna, if, it's, if it requires some kind of sweat equity, mm -hmm. I'm in. Because, right. <laughs> I, I mean, I brought it to their attention. I'm like, they talked about um, grants, which mm -hmm. the city of Houston has a grant right now. Mm -hmm. They offer up to $30,000 for first-time home buyers, yes, which yes. is a great thing. Mm -hmm. But working for NACA, um, which I do now, and, you know, bringing people affordable housing, when you take a look at people's credit, it's a debt issue, mm -hmm. and it may not necessarily be something. They may be six months into fixing their credit, mm -hmm. but in order to get into this home, you have to have two years of good credit, mm -hmm. or you have to pay down all your charge-offs, collections, and mm -hmm. things like this. So mm -hmm. it was brought to their attention, why not have a debt reduction program? Mm -hmm. That's another thing that can help people in that process with getting in homes I and agree. become homeowners and I things agree. like that. So. Mm -hmm. Just some things to consider. Um, what, what else is your campaign based on? I know it's unity, uni unifying the community. You said home ownership, economic development. Any mm -hmm. other things you you looking to address? Um, yeah, we have a heavy, heavy, heavy. I just found this out about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Sex trafficking. Right. A lot of our kids are coming up missing. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to figure out why and what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I say, but I think with all, with, even with starting with home ownership, a lot of that stuff is going to start to dwindle down because. Now you're being more, uh, you're paying attention to what's going on more so, you know. Mm -hmm. And when when you're state when you when you're stationary, even the PTA is starting to get more active because you know, okay, hey, you know what, you're, my kids in school, this is what's going on. How can I get involved, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but definitely sex trafficking. So that's another thing you would like to address. How how would you 
who will we get with to address those issues? Or HPD. HPD. So this year we we know we're doing a tree lighting. Well, I've, I've done a tree lighting seminar for the past seven years. Mm -hmm. So this year we're going to have more uh, resources of the of like you know HPD come out. Maybe we can get some name badges, put up people around people's arms, register the kids. So that way, if something happens, mm -hmm. we can have a process to go through. We can we can find them. Okay. You know, so things like that. Yeah. Okay. And then speaking of HPD, um, crime, I know is an issue that needs to be addressed mm -hmm. in a lot of these areas. How do you view fixing those issues? Because I know, you know, some people just feel like we should throw the police at the problem, no. put people in jail. Yeah. How do you feel the best way to, to correct those issues? A lot, a lot of, I think, what crime happens is because people are, they're hurting, man. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just trying to survive, right. you know. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I understand, but I empathize, mm -hmm. you know. So we had to figure out ways of, like you say, teaching some kind of entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. you know, uh, some kind of programs where we can show people, hey, look, you don't, you know, this, this fast money is not the way to go, you know, or go and try to take what somebody has, it's not the way to go, mm -hmm. you know. So we had to figure out ways of, of getting to them, you know. Uh, but I, I understand. I mean, it's, it's, it's rough out here, man, right, right. you know. <laughs> what, um, do you have any any solidified plans or anything that we can do or is that just a work in progress for you? A lot of it's all work in progress. In progress. Yeah, a lot of it's work in progress, you know, because uh, solidifying, like I say, that's still, that's still part of an, an agenda, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And my agenda is to bring us together first. Mm -hmm. We get together, everything else is going to is gonna pretty much fall under, under that, you know, so from illegal dumping to all kinds of things like that. You know, but we got to get our homes straight first, right, right. you know what I mean? We do have to take care of ourselves now. You're saying bringing everybody together, that's what your entire campaign is behind, unity and community. Mm -hmm. And as we were talking earlier, we realize that's one of the hardest it's things, hard. especially hard. with the younger generation. Mm -hmm. How how do we bring everybody in? How do we get everybody interested and mm -hmm. informed on what can be done? Mm -hmm. um, what I've noticed is that we have to meet them where they are. That's the main thing. We meet them where they are, uh, talk to them. And it's all about communication, mm -hmm. you know, communication, talking to the, to the kids, the youth. You know, uh, because, you know, we, we, we've, we've been young. I, I was young once, mm -hmm. you know. I feel like the world was against me, and, and I didn't know what I was going to do. And, you know, but I thank God that I didn't go, you know, out there and do some crazy, you know right. what I mean? So, but I think once once the youth can relate to you and to us, then everything else is going to it, fall in line. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> let me see. What if, so first, when you first get in office, What's your, your first 60 days? What would you focus on? Trying to figure out what, what happened from the first previous years, you know, because he's going to have some things on the books, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure, to get acclimated in, see what's on the books, and then say, okay, well, how do I govern this budget that I'm going to get the following year mm -hmm. on what to how to improve the community, you know? So, yes, getting acclimated in, man, you know? <laughs> and, and learning the ropes. Huh? Learn, yeah, learning the ropes, yes, sir. All right, well, cool. Very interested to know. Um, you being from the Aldean area, mm -hmm. Aldean district, um, with the schools, and then I know HISD is included in District B. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you talk to people who were on the northeast side of District B when it made the transition from North Forest to HISD, um, I hear people saying it's a major difference mm -hmm. in, in the quality of teaching, um, the care, even the resources that are now available. Yeah. How do you address that as a as a district city councilman? Um, you know, actually, education is one of my. I was actually vicariously a teacher through my mom. She taught for thirty five years in okay. Alden District. You know, before she passed, and so 
Um, so I know about resources in a sense. You know, I, I would see her get ready uh, for the school year months before getting there, decorate a classroom and things like that. And so, but, but to answer your question, um, we have to wait, work with our state reps, you know, because that's that stuff comes down the pipeline, right. you know. So to see what exactly can we do to get more funding for teachers. I think they're, they're severely underpaid, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but that's what I would do. Talk about our state rep, you know, Jarvis Johnson, uh, was it uh, Charles Dutton, I think it is. Uh, Harold Dutton. Harold Dutton, yeah. Harold Dutton out there. He has a Sprung Thompson, all those, and see what can we do to stop what's going on. Okay. What about vocational training? I know that's been taken out of the schools. Do you yeah. think that's important? It's and very how can important. can we work on getting that back in the schools? It's very important. Uh, it's going to be hard because with, uh, with what was that, um, DeVry and, and UTI, all that, that those 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 sort those services have been taken out of school and put into them. So, mm -hmm. and even now you have at ACC, you have you no know, welding and things like that. And so, I think if we get it back in high school, I think more kids would be more acclimated and, and know how to and, and even want to make, they might want to do it. Right. You know. So yeah. Because yeah. we can definitely bring CNC machines in, mm -hmm. teach them how to weld. Mm -hmm. and, that way they'll have the hours they need coming straight out of high school. Second, I agree. And even get connected with the unions to, mm -hmm. once they come out of high school, go straight into apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So definitely a plan. Um, what about, um, <clears throat> like, for instance, if if we go down Greens Road, make the right on Ella, mm -hmm. you have Davis High School right there. Mm -hmm. um, at night, especially in the winter months when the time changes, you have children that don't have bus resources because they live so close to the schools. Mm -hmm. They have to walk home mm -hmm. or either get a ride home. Mm -hmm. And those who have to walk, they're walking in the pitch black Yo. dark. There's no wow. street lights on the street, anything like that. Took it upon myself to reach out to the city to see what it would take to get street lights put on that street. Um, I was given a form to fill out about whether street lights are needed, mm -hmm. um, what it would take. And one of the things that, that was in there is that me as a citizen requesting these services, if they had to implement the street, the poles for the lights, if the street doesn't already have the um, the wooden power lines that mm -hmm. they can just hang the lights from, mm -hmm. it comes at a fee to whoever's requesting it. <laughs> you see, it's yeah. wow, yeah. wow. So how, <clears throat> first off, do you, do you feel like that should be the process in place to for the citizen to fit the bill? And then you have a school district who built the whole school right. without street lights in mind. I don't, it, it means like it seems like a communication was missed somewhere with the city and, right. and everything else. So how right. how would we get street lights put on the street like that? That's a good question, man. Um, I I think what what should happen is uh, you say you want to get your, your super neighborhood involved out here, right? right? So I think it should start there first. Get get a, get a a consensus of people saying, hey, look, you know, the parents, look, you know, we this is the issue out here. We need to get these lights out. So mm -hmm. I think. The more noise you make, mm -hmm. the more they have to react to it because it's a it's a need. Gotcha. And God forbid something happens, right. and you start this process and say, "Hey, look, I started it, but it's not the city's not acting on it." Right. You know what I mean? I got you. Mm -hmm. How you feel about management districts? Hmm. Management districts. Um, if you have the 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 businesses to sustain it, it's good. Mm -hmm. If not, it doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah, even mm -hmm. with like the turds, you know, mm -hmm. same thing. You know, I think I, um, about four years ago, I, I made a call downtown to the city, and I was trying to figure out how can we get turds in Acres Home. Mm -hmm. They basically shot me down, saying that Acres Home it wouldn't it wouldn't survive because it's it's more of a, a, a urban area instead of commercial. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, we have businesses out there. I mean, anyway, so but so I guess yeah. not not big business, right? Per se, right? Because they take that tax money, they use it to to build up the area, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, let's take Greenspoint for instance. 
um, for instance, this is a big commercial area. Mm -hmm. We got places like Coca-Cola coming into town. We have Amazon, HD Supply. We have several office buildings around here, um, oil and gas. As we know, Exxon was responsible for establishing this area to mm -hmm. begin with. Mm -hmm. They used Friendswood, uh, Friendswood Development Company, mm -hmm. was a subsidiary of Exxon. Mm -hmm back in the 70s when the mall got built. Once the mall came, Exxon came in and built those eight interconnecting towers. Um, <coughs> what we're seeing, we, we have a skate park that was built in Greenspoint. I Point saw that, yeah, on oh, Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Number one skate park in the nation. Wow. Right now under construction is the number one bike park in the nation, mm -hmm. right next to it. Mm -hmm. Now just honestly speaking, those type of venues don't serve our community. Right. Um, <laughs> a lot of people from our community, they don't skate. skate. Right. They don't do the BMX and things like that. So mm -hmm. it seems like, <coughs> again, someone was excluded from the conversation on mm -hmm. what to do with our tax money. Mm -hmm. What are suggestions or how do you see us getting involved in that area to be able to say, hey, we prefer a community center mm -hmm. that has computers that we can teach these job skills in mm -hmm. and have different, you know, rooms to hold, host different events and, mm -hmm. and bring the community together. Mm -hmm. Because as I see it, Greenspoint is one of the only communities in District B that does not have a civic center, community center, multi-purpose center, no, none of the above. Wow, wow. Now, now that you mentioned that, I, I don't, my mind's eye, I don't, I don't see it either. You know, mm -hmm. I've been out here for a while, you know. Um, and I, I was thinking back to your question with about the lights. You know that that type of uh, project should be part of Third because mm -hmm. I know I know that in Third Ward, uh, going up, I want to say that's that's not Wheeler. Uh, it was a Emancipation, and I can't think of the street. But anyway, they had they had a project where they had lights put up. Mm -hmm. but they used their tourist tax money to yep. do it. You know what I mean? And so, but as far as uh, community center, like I say, I think that. Once you establish a super neighborhood and start having like your, your PIP meetings, CIP meetings, mm -hmm. things like that, it's showing that you're active and this is a need. So I think we start doing that. You have, you have to start from the ground level right. first, man, build up. And you establish know, so. that leadership in the area. Correct. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> back to, and I, and I want to get on this terrorist thing because it seems like you have a little bit more information on it. How do we speak to our government? Again, is it again through the super neighborhoods and things like that to bring their attention to what's needed or who who speaks to the terrorist districts? Um, I know the terrorists, to, to my knowledge, it, it's, it's uh, signed off by your state representative. Okay. So you go to your state rep, you got to go through a process, I guess, getting your signatures and getting the businesses involved to sign off on it. The state rep signs off on it, boom, you have a terrorist. Cool. So it's just about getting the community involved. Getting involved. <laughs> yes, All right. Mm -hmm. So with you being in the position you're in, man, we're going to need a lot of help out here. On your I, end. I'm, I'm, I'm with it, man. Cool. I'm with it. I'm cool. definitely, you know. Cool. Mm -hmm. So what other things do you see or anything else you want to talk about or address that, you know, as far as the needs of the community? Mm -hmm. um, we, we need more programs to bring everybody together. Like, I know um, you guys have a national night out. Mm -hmm. uh, but besides that, there's no other things in Greenspoint that bring everybody together, you know. Right. I, I've seen a divide between the baby boomers, Generation X, millennials, Generation Y. There's nothing that we can pocket pocket everybody together and say, hey, this is you know, we're this is who we are, mm -hmm. you know. So, my goal is to you know, I, I know it sounds crazy, but this Acres Home Tree Lighting is a platform to bring everybody together. Mm -hmm. You know, we give our free toys, free food, 
it's a platform for like after school programs who have like the band mm -hmm. or step shows, step teams, or whatever. They all come in and they perform in front of our peers, mm -hmm. you know. So it's camaraderie. It's it's you know we're fraternizing together, but it's still a community a, a, a project. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So we need more things like that to bring people together. And what um like as far as the bands, what schools are y'all pulling those from? Um, from uh, HIG and Aldine. HIG. So we, I've uh, had, we've had MC Williams, we have Booker T. Washington, we've had Reese Academy for some four and five year olds play violin. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's it's been a been a phenomenal event, man. Cool. So we definitely need your assistance there. I've, for the past year, I've been speaking with people from the Aldine district, and I would think being an alumni, graduating <laughs> class president, right. and all that, right, you right. know, they would be open to suggestions and ideas. But you know, you go in, you try to meet with the principals. You set up appointments mm -hmm. at council, you, and I never hear back from them. And I would love to get the the bands involved, the the different, um, you know, the different resources and the different programs that they have available in the schools. I would like to bring them out to schools and present mm -hmm. them to the community, mm -hmm. and vice versa, get mentoring programs within the schools, mm -hmm. have panel discussions mm -hmm. and things like I that. I agree. Bringing in people from different walks of life that can speak to our children, expose them to different things. Because mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, growing up in the low-income communities. We're exposed to sports, entertainment, and drugs as our only way out. Yep. And that's something that, that I'm passionate about changing mm -hmm. because I know um, <coughs> I was fortunate enough to hook up with a group of people in high school that lived a completely different lifestyle than what I was used to. Mm -hmm. And what it did, it opened up my eyes to a lot. Mm -hmm. And it made me realize a lot of the things that were going on in my community, it shouldn't be the norm. Yeah. And it wasn't right. You know, mm -hmm. but before saying that, I didn't know any different. You know, there, there's an organization on the South Side that teach African martial arts called uh, Seha. Okay. And uh, Seha, every year, they take their kids that are in the community, mm -hmm. uh, they take them to Africa. Wow. I've gone three times. Mm -hmm. And, man, just to see these kids, I mean, it's exposing them, first of all, just to, to get on a plane right. and travel across the ocean right. to a whole other continent is just phenomenal. And mm -hmm. what these brothers are doing out there, man, it's like, I just, my hat's off to them, you know. And so I would like to have them extend that program to the north side, right. you know what I mean, and build some kind of, uh, uh, you know, a partnership, right. you know what I mean, right. things like that. Because just some kids don't even get out of Acres Home. I mean, Greenspoint, Acres Home, they don't even travel out, nope. you know what I mean? And so, but just to even get a passport, go through international airport, and, and it's, man, I'm telling you, it's, it changes your whole perspective on life, man, yeah. you know. Definitely. Um, <coughs> so we definitely have to get our children exposed to different things. Mm -hmm. um, Definitely have to teach them different resources, get them, you know, STEM programs, mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. um, back to, like you're saying, the instruments, different instruments, yes, yes, yes. violins and mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. Not only are they, there are ways that, they're different avenues and outlets, but they're also, they bring natural healing, spiritual mm -hmm. healing, mm -hmm. things like that mm -hmm. to the community. Mm -hmm. um, how do we set these platforms up in these communities for our youth, for our young adults? To, to let them shine? Mm -hmm. um, to set them up, we just, I say, it's all about networking, man. You know, like I say, I, I can reach out to Seha. They play the African drums. They come mm -hmm. out, they can have a demonstration, you know. Right. And the more of the demand, they can come out. We have, a, maybe have a facility in here to where they can come in and teach African martial arts, you know, once a week and right. show drums. It, it's all about networking, man. Right, That's all right. it's about, you know. That's cool. We also ha we have a martial arts school out here. We can speak with them and see, you know, if they're willing to collab on mm. something like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. Definitely be a good look for the community. Where, where is it? Um, actually, right down the street. It's off of uh, Greens Road, right by the post, post office. Um, 
Do, do you know the master's name? Is it, is it Mr. Chambers? No, not Mr. Chambers. Okay. Uh, Gilder, Sensei Gilder. Okay, I don't yeah. know him. Yeah, okay. His dad actually, um, Northside, he has a karate school called Northside. Okay. Been around for many years. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Um, so, man, it, it, was, it was great having you on, great speaking with you. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity, yeah. man. Let really it, any, anything <laughs> else? Where will you be in the community? Where can we find you in the community? Man, I'm everywhere, man. Like, I, um, two weeks ago, we worked with uh, UNT as well. They have community cleanups. Like, they've been going around all parts of the city, Third Ward, Fifth Ward, Acres Home. Mm -hmm. They just pick, up, pick a spot, and they just go, we go pick up legal dumping, you know, trash, anything like that. So okay. I'm everywhere, man. Cool. <laughs> we, we love to speak with them, too. We have community cleanups we do mm -hmm. uh, once a month. Mm -hmm. We're looking to expand. Mm -hmm. So we definitely always looking for new areas to I'll go. I'll put you in contact with them, man. Okay, yeah. cool. They, have, they haven't been to Greenspan, I don't think, not yet. But I say the, the more folks we have, the better it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Right, right. What do you think about, for instance, Acres Home, I believe, do they have bike trails coming to Acres Home? Um, I believe so. I'm not. I know they have one uh, that's on the bio area through that mm -hmm. way. They have those bike trails. Right. Yeah. They have. They're building some out here in Greens Point. Uh, they have some on the northeast side. Now, <coughs> this is a it's a tricky question because when you have signs for six million dollar bike trails being built in your community, and then a tragedy like Harvey happens, mm. and there's no process in play to reallocate funds to take care of the people in need, you mm -hmm. know, and I understand these are bonds and things like this, but when are we going to put the human element back into our government and mm -hmm. our, our city officials mm -hmm. and things like that to where we just have a heart for the people, right. you know? Right, right, That's That's why I'm running. I have a heart for the people, gotcha, you know, gotcha. and like I said, it's going to take unity. We have to show, because the power has always been the people, mm -hmm. but if we're segmented, right. fragmented, everybody's everywhere, they weren't about just themselves, mm -hmm. then that's how things slide up on the radar like that. That's how a bike trail can come in when, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I have a bike, and I, I, right. I mean, I do bike rides, right. but not all the time, right. you know what I mean? And so, but but once we get our people together and get our households uh, stable, mm -hmm. everything else is going to yeah. change. And that's Paradigm the thing, because I'm all for bike trails, I'm mm -hmm. all for health and wellness, but... When you're building a bike trail in a low-income community <laughs> before building up the people in right. the community, right. I have an issue with that. And then it's going to raise property tax Taxes. and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So now I'm asking the question, why are you building this for real? Are you trying to find a way to push us out? Mm. And gentrification being a it's, – it's been it's a major issue in District B right it now. It is. I agree. How, how do we – how do we protect ourselves from that to where we, we're a part of it mm -hmm. and not – not uh end result of it where we pushed out and things like that man i uh i don't want to sound discouraging but like i said before we we have to get our people out of apartments mm -hmm. into homes okay once they're in homes then we can say okay you know what we don't want this bike trail we want another civic center mm -hmm. we want a, a park that we can play basketball at whatever it is we got to get some people to get stationary to get cemented in you know what I mean? And and that's the only way we're gonna do it because if not, we keep having transient livers and even even renters is 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 hard, man. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but that's the only way. We gotta get some involvement. Yeah. And then we, we spoke about super neighborhood, civic clubs. Mm -hmm. Another reality of it is you have people represent communities that don't even know they're being represented. Mm-hmm. So you have people establishing super neighborhoods, but the 
circle is real small. They're not promoting it and getting the pe- the community involved like they should. Mm-hmm. Civic clubs as well, where basically they're catering to themselves instead mm-hmm. of the community. How mm-hmm. do we combat that? Because we know who the people are, mm-hmm. but they've been around so long and you know, the photo ops, they look good yeah. and have people believing that, you know, they're doing, they're the doing for the community. Right, but. right, right. Um, what, I, what I think we should do first is we had to start with our local businesses. Mm-hmm. I think, I know in Acres Home, uh, on our charter, is mostly the businesses and the schools. Mm-hmm. You get the old dad foundation in and you start uh, targeting the parents. Say, hey, you know what, look, we had this meeting once a month. Mm-hmm. Would you mind coming and listening to what we have going on? Mm-hmm. And then once the parents come in, they can say, okay, you know what? Well, I know I, this is going on on my street. This mm-hmm. is, we got to get more involvement, man. That's mm-hmm. it. You know, that's no way around it. Like <laughs> Definitely we can get through the schools because, you know, parents always read the paperwork and listen mm-hmm. to their children with what they bring at home from mm-hmm. the schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a good look. So, again, any, any meet and greets coming up we need to know about? I actually have a campaign birthday fundraiser this weekend. My birthday is August the 3rd, so okay. we're going to have one at, at Bar Louie All in right. Willowbrook. So I, I'll be out there, man. So if anybody want to come out and come talk to me, come on. All right. Yeah. Well, happy birthday if I don't see you. Uh, right. How can we get in touch with you? Uh, all my social media. Uh, social media, my, my uh, email address, my website as well. Okay. And what is that? So my website is www.robinjanderson.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, my email is robin number four db at gmail.com okay and of course facebook is robin j anderson and my instagram is robin underscore j underscore anderson okay cool well before we let you out of here give me three local businesses that you love to frequent in district b oh wow uh tropical express they have some good snow cones it's on tower and Esther street okay uh i go to victory eatery on uh victory and, and carver over there okay uh the log cabin they have a pretty good breakfast over there pancakes i haven't made a finish two of them yet okay. you know so i like that one yeah yeah hit log cabin up man tell them <laughs> rob sent you man and uh, okay. also uh I like cigars too. Man. I go to cigar to uh, cognac cigars on Kirkendall, nineteen sixteen Kirkendall that way. My boy KJ, yeah, I know. Yeah, KJ, spot. I yeah. know that spot very well. Yeah, yeah, KJ, good, yeah. good guy. Well, man. cool, man. We mm-hmm. really appreciate having you on. I appreciate you. Thank having you for the insight and information. Mm-hmm. Wish you the best, um, and want to continue to see you doing what you're doing in the community. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you, man. All righty. The Mangrove Community presents. The Reasonable Doubt Podcast Series. For more information about the community or how to volunteer, please visit mangrovecommunity.org.